0: May not have a film fixation, but we're here for a noir education. Bibbidi boo doo 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 pow.
1: Welcome, dear listeners, to Real Education Noir. I am Melissa, and I am joined as always by my two co-hosts, Tanya and Allie. And the three of us today will be watching a movie called Pick Up on South Street. So, dear ladies, what do we know about Pick Up on South Street? Not a damn thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Really? <laughs> I'm here to serve a purpose and I serve it well. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Tanya? Uh, it's not about a truck. Okay. That, that, <laughs> that would have been a really good assumption. I don't know why I didn't think of that. I suddenly want a 1970s <laughs> Halloween
1: remake of the yes! movie. Perfect. Uh, okay. uh, it oh, probably
0: is going to be about a taxi driver. Okay. Because <laughs> cause they pick up people. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, that would be. A pick or up. a
2: hooker. Okay. Maybe a courier. Ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah, because then the MacGuffin could be the package.
0: Yeah, and, and, oh, <laughs> and then and then it can and then it can glow and burn everything down.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of I'm kind of thinking of um. Oh no, what is it's it's the the Joseph Gordon Levitt one where he's the bicycle messenger. Brick. That's what I'm thinking. No, that's that's a different one. Am I
1: the only one who saw this movie? I'll look it up and we'll talk about it when we come back, <laughs> listeners. Okay. okay. <laughs> to IMDb! Alright, so uh, dear ladies, the movie Pickup on Sus Street, uh, 1953 I think it was uh, it is one of the earlier movies by a director named Samuel Fuller who mm-hmm. is known mostly for um, I'm gonna say cult films knowing full well that you guys are instantly gonna think of Rocky Horror Picture Show but that's not quite <laughs> yeah. It. Uh, he Yeah. He, he directed things like The Naked Kiss and uh uh, White Dog, which is okay, okay. a uh, rather notable and controversial film, and uh, a really great war movie in the early 80s called The Big Red One, which was basically autobiographical. Right. Um, he was a veteran of World War II, uh, and he saw pretty much all the theaters on the European side of the the action because he was in North Africa, he was on Omaha Beach on D Day, he was in Czechoslovakia and helped liberate one of the concentration camps. Um, so he'd seen some shit uh, <laughs> with the first infantry, and he was also uh, like by age seventeen the youngest journalist to work with the New York Journal or something like that. Sure. So he he was a uh, very accomplished writer even by the time he got to World War Two, and then after he came back, he wound up directing films and this is one of his really a lot of people consider this his best film uh it's very good i saw it at but numathon many many years ago um it's it's a treat it stars richard woodmark who we've seen before oh yes and, and a a particular character actress who i absolutely adore and you guys are going to see her and go, oh my God, it's her. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to tell you who it is. Uh, you will be pleased. And it is one of her uh, Oscar nominated performances. Ooh. It's uh, it's a really neat film to watch. So let's go off and watch it. So dear listeners, please do your best to try to find this movie and watch it because we are going to discuss it in a few seconds when we come back after watching it ourselves. Premium Rush is the name of the Joseph Gordon-Levitt film I couldn't think of. <laughs> Look it up. It's awesome.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. It was going to bug me the whole film. we to do this now. <laughs> good to know. Good. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I Allie. have
1: priorities.
2: We have good
1: ones. <laughs> well, Joseph Gordon Levitt is very important. Yeah. Yes, he yes, yes, yes. yes, we're all yes. we're all with you on this one. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so, dear listeners, we will be back after just a few seconds. What did we think that we was loved a it. great movie <laughs> i
2: so i started out kind of like oh jesus i don't why is this happening but, <laughs> with, uh the beginning scenes with the oh they're kissing and oh romantic swell of music and i'm like fuck
1: yeah bass yeah
0: really
2: because seriously like i just yeah. don't
1: yeah there there's certainly some Kind of inexplicable character motivations on yeah. Gene Peters' character part. A yes, little bit. It's yeah. definitely
2: very uh, in in keeping with that era of yeah. film. There's there's not a whole lot of logic or setup that goes into yeah. those kinds of motivations and relationships and. So there's that whole kind of, okay, it's just what they did at that time. Just ignore it. We don't need things like setup. Just adds more minutes to the movie. I
1: mean, yeah. You can, it, you can kind of play it as, well, she is trying to get
2: right, something. Right.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> but, but yeah. Know, she falls in love with this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And in one, like,
0: five minute interaction in which he, he hits her. Yes. yes. He punched oh, her first. And then kinda, she's like, what? Oh. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Not so, <laughs> so. He's a jerk. So I started out really not liking this film, and then came around to actually, I really did like this film, which I I generally don't. I I go the other way usually.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I I liked it for what it was. Yes, it's not something I'm gonna pop in when I'm bored. Right. Yeah. It, it's certainly uneven.
1: Yeah. Yes. I that. yes. And I mean, for for has just unnerving as that first scene b- between gene peters and uh, richard woodmark is then there's all of thilma ritter yes.
0: <laughs> yes which like oh, oh my god yes. thank god for her <laughs> yes because so she's amazing oh my god okay <laughs> except for i realized a thing mm-hmm. i get her confused with another woman we've seen recently mm-hmm. ellen crosby yes, oh
1: yes. who is was encaged yes yes and i get them confused all the time. <laughs> yeah. Thelma Ritter is the one who was in Rear Window. Yes. She was the nosy uh, housekeeper in Rear Window. She was also in All About Eve and uh, several other fabulous things. Oh,
0: yes. And she's amazing in all of them. Yeah.
1: She just walks in and steals yeah. a movie.
0: Uh, much the way Ellen Crosby did in *Engaged*, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. so I can see. I but I'm glad that I now know that they are two separate people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's two amazing people. There's yes. two amazing yeah. ones.
0: Hooray! Double the fun. That's right. Um, now so we yeah, just so need to
1: find a movie with both of them. In oh it. my god, and I, that'd be I, awesome! Yeah. My universe would explode.
0: <laughs> um, no, but she she really gave a, a very genuine performance i yeah. think yeah like of all the characters like i she had the most character mm-hmm.
2: yeah definitely and Even her delivery than, like, was fantastic
0: tops. and yeah cuz like yeah i mean like when
2: when she has that scene where she talks about getting older yes yeah. that oh was God. just like oh just leave me here to die yeah i mean Please. i'm already like overly emotional right now anyway and i'm just like <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah so much right now yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. she just
1: rips you apart
2: I too movie, did so. not want to get out of bed this morning <laughs> <I> finally-
0: <laughs> luckily for us Allie there is no one holding a gun to you this is
2: true yeah. this yeah. is yeah. true because yeah. I know we would be sad yes yes I no one would be sadder than I <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be pretty pissed there was a gun in my living room yeah also matter, yes. it was pointed at you <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that
2: would be unfortunate all around. I mean, yeah,
1: mainly, it would yes, uh, be pointed at you. but yes. also like, what well, is, is there
0: one gun? in my Does that mean I'm the gun? one holding the gun? No, no, no. Oh, no, no, okay, good. Okay. Okay.
2: I'm picturing like a, just a disembodied floating gun now. <laughs>
0: it's just kind of floating <laughs> around the living
2: room.
1: What is this? <laughs> oh, or, or perhaps a grifter living in the secret room that we haven't checked in a yeah. couple days, you know? <laughs> listeners, I do have a a secret room in my house. Uh,
2: (laughs) One of the greats. Which is the most most appropriate thing that you could have ever had when when picking house. Is there a secret room? Melissa must
1: have this. Absolutely. (laughs) It's pretty great. Um, And of course, you know, we should just turn it into a podcasting studio. Yes. Yes.
2: So. (laughs) Other things we liked about this film. Back to the movie. Back to the movie. (laughs) Squirrel. Melissa's gonna have to edit so much. We're
1: a little <laughs> punchy today, aren't oh we? Oh my god! Okay, yeah. and, and so, I mean me too. Yes. Ello Ritter, all the yay, oh, yes. yes, every um, little bit of
0: yay. Major Huack with the everyone's a commie. Everyone's a commie. Everyone, yeah. yeah. And and commies are bad and monstrous and have no motivation yeah. except evil.
2: Oh yes. yeah, yeah. There was really not a whole lot of explanation as to why the things were being done, but. We understood that they were bad because commies. Because Mm -hmm.
0: commies.
1: Yep. So. Yeah. Well, it's the, this is the 1950s. They need bad guys. Commies. Yeah. Which is really interesting because when this movie was eventually ported over to Europe, um, in both France and Germany, when they redubbed it, they completely retooled it to not be about communism. (gasps) It's all about drug trafficking. Oh, Aww. it still
0: works. so what's well, yeah, the, totally. so the
1: film is like a new drug yeah or or As something like, like the that. The,
0: the Manhattan project formula that they it, were implying it
1: was here yeah, yeah, it was about I, I'm I don't know the specifics of how they re- basically rewrote it right you know, there was probably some re-editing, maybe removing the microfiche part or something and just okay. You know, throwing different dialogue over uh, the talking faces. But communism was kind of generally accepted in well, France at the time. Yeah, like there wasn't the Red Scare over there like there was here. Mm-hmm. So this movie would not have played.
2: Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> overseas. It would have been like, what is everybody so upset about? Yeah, so yeah. what?
0: They're communists. They don't, what? what? Yeah. Huh? What? I mean, they maybe would have caught the Russian angle, but... Yeah. yeah. But not, not as so much. much. Yeah. Because uh. they, you know. Tra- <laughs>
1: and even just- is right there. They're not going to like. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
1: Yeah. It's, so it, it's kind of interesting in that this movie you know rather than you know like in the earlier wars if you had the you know universal enemy being the nazis this is definitely moving into the atomic era and you know yeah it's the, and it's the reds that we're
0: yeah i was now. thinking that while we're watching i'm like you know if you just took everywhere in the script where it said commies mm-hmm. and changed it to like nazi yeah. or what would be today's one it would it, be like a terrorist or terrorist. something yeah like it, you just have to change the word. You wouldn't mm-hmm. even
2: have, have to change the people. Yeah, each era has its its own. Um, Boogeyman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of and like
0: stick straw strawman. Yeah, straw yeah. yeah man. It's like okay,
2: these things by themselves. Are, uh, okay, Nazis, yes, but
0: yeah. you know these things
2: by themselves are just this you know nebulous concepts that we are conditioned to just be afraid of a principle. Yeah. And we still have that going on today. And it's just, I know. (laughs) What's strange. (laughs) It's like, we haven't learned a damn thing. Huh? Huh. But yeah, I mean, (laughs) you know, and and if, if we were making this today, it would be, Oh, it's, it's, they're passing information
0: to the jihadist terrorists. Or or if they're giving Iran nuclear codes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Something like that, where it's just like, we're going to take this big nebulous concept,
0: and that is our villain. Go. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and not care what this thing means. Right. Because words mean things. Right, unless, unless, unless we're looking propaganda. for proper. Yes, yeah. exactly.
1: Right. Exactly. I, I mean, to be fair, though, I mean, when you're constructing a movie, especially something that's kind of uh, pure entertainment or, you know, action or, you know, even something like this... Um, that is basically just shorthand that would otherwise take a long time to explain. Right. right. But so, at the same time. No, like, I absolutely <laughs> agree with you. It's, it doesn't help make the world a better place. It's <laughs> kind of like lazy too, screenwriter wise. It is.
0: Cause like there is, it just makes, it automatically makes your villains two dimensional. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing to care about with the bad guy here. Right. Yeah. The one nothing. Thing,
2: like the one thing it does do is it's, it kind of helps it hold up a little bit better in that you don't need specific context, right? You know, fifty years later when you're watching a film and and is and yeah. and the context no longer exists, you know that's true. But at the same time, like you things... don't have to be a history nerd to latch on to what yeah, but... what the problem is or what the you know what the antagonists. But there's enough there's enough tropes in
0: human nature. Oh, sure. That you don't. I mean, like. Blanket washing a concept like that just to give you a shorthand for why your dudes are evil, like, that just seems really lazy to me. Oh, sure. Mm
2: -hmm. I I agree completely. But it it does if you're just trying to quick and dirty. We need.
0: yeah. Yeah. But that's lazy, too. I mean, like. Yeah. Well, but it still there's...
2: it still managed to be entertaining
0: i'm not saying it wasn't entertaining <laughs> <laughs> i okay. was entertained yes. very much
1: now to be fair these bad guys were bad guys because they were Actually, know, bad. Them. They were oh, actually yeah. routing secrets. So, yeah, it didn't actually matter they were commies. No. It's just whoever the, they were routing secrets yeah, to, they, they were They could have been spies. Red. They could have called them, you know. Yeah. They they could have been spies for any other nation. And, and, they could have yeah. been spies for chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah! yeah. I'd <laughs> watch that movie. It could have been. I did spider. watch that movie. <laughs> you know? Oh, oh.
0: But, oh. Yeah. So, like, I guess that's just my point. Like, if yeah. you, like, yeah. it, 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 then just don't call them commies, call them spies or call right. them, you know. Yeah. At the time, I don't think it would have had the impact. Well, and, well, and I'm... I don't think it had the impact at the time, because if everything's a boogeyman, if every bad guy's a commie,
1: mm-hmm. That's big deal. That's true. I, yeah, I think it hits a little bit weirder these days, just because it's not just the bad guys are communists, it's the it's the it's the protagonists going... You know, our pickpocket going, oh, I might be kind of a bad guy, but I'm sure not a communist. Yeah. And and it's, you know, they band together about not being communist. This thing is so bad that, you know, we can't even touch it. We're good guys. We can't even... That's that's a horrible, horrible thing.
0: Well, and Mm -hmm. and he gets away at the end
1: because he caught the commie. Right. Right. Like, and that... And so he's yeah. automatically a patriot. Yeah. Yes. There's some weird math going on there. Very weird. <laughs> Very. Uh, the other thing that I was really struck with uh, by this movie, that um, the art of pickpocketing is
0: yeah. kind of a thing
1: that's bygone. Yeah. I don't know about that. No, I I know it's not completely extinct, but I have actually read articles about it. And there's like a whole sociology thing going on right now where um, the the secrets of pickpocketing are just kind of vanishing from the criminal population because it's not worth it. Nobody cares cash anymore. Mm-hmm. It credit cards are kind of useless. I mean yeah, it's it's you, by the time you've picked them, the person has gone home and cancelled them. They are worthless. <laughs> yeah. And it's much easier to sit at a computer and steal a million credit cards yeah. mm-hmm. and then just, you know, rattle through them. I and, didn't even think of that. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not worth it anymore. Well, at least not here. Yeah, not here. No. And and it it's a um and did, there is an art to yes, it. Yes, there is. And you can kind of see it in this movie. Although I don't think he was very good at it. No, Richard Rudenmark was just no, kind of going through the no. motions. <laughs> well,
0: and, and though did it, did it seem to anybody else that when he was pickpocketing someone, it looked like he was reaching into their pants with his eyes? Well, he, there was some eye sex yeah, going on Because there, there was, oh, yeah. like... I, but, like, why would you stare at your mark?
2: Why? It's I, like, I could why? kind of understand it with when he was in the... In the beginning of the film well, with he's, her because he's picked, she's because a, she's distracted by the fact that they're
0: right but clearly
2: they're, having a connection yeah. mm-hmm. and so she's not thinking about where he his hands with are the because other guy doing, too at he, the no, end. but they never made eye contact
0: oh see but I' thought he, was, they did. He, he kept looking at him but the other dude was not looking at him see I think that but I thought that they, they were doing that sly like I'm not looking at you when you look at me but I see you looking at me so I'm gonna look at you
1: as soon as you turn away I think you were shipping them
0: <laughs> Is there something
2: wrong? <laughs> no, not no, at it's all. No, it was just an observation. No, I I didn't I didn't think that I thought that's at first what was happening and then I'm like that's a little strange but I don't See, think I don't think um our Mark there Joey I don't think he realized that he was being watched. Yeah, there was a glance at one point but their uh, eyes didn't meet. That's, okay,
0: okay. So I don't know. It's just like he was so faced, like he oh, was yeah. so
2: close to them. Mm-hmm.
0: There and is there no way in hell he did face not face
2: notice the gun being taken. Yeah, out Yeah, like
0: his what the hell? Pocket. That is not how you pickpocket. Like, well, I, there there are ways to get no, no, oh, there, yeah. no, no. no the, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying I'm not saying there aren't. Yeah. I'm saying what he was doing. Yeah, like if I had seen a dude with those facial expressions standing that close to me, I would have had lots of questions. <laughs> well, and I just.
2: Uh, the the thing I I can't buy into is that he did not realize the gun was being taken out of his out of his breast pocket because it would change it would shift the, the weight, weight. Yes. yes yes like that's why it, you do I could see it if they had done it while they were doing yes like if the, while if they the were train, rocking it motion again. and it was yeah. yes and yeah. it stopped and he pulled it then yeah because, I, that's, because the that's a t- shift in weight you- and you and when you shift back. If you've already
0: had that shift, right? That and change. your brain is distracted so, because it's like balanced. Exactly. Yeah, that's why one of the one of the things that you do when you're pickpocketing is bump into people. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Because then you you're focused on that sensation and not the fact that somebody's lifting your wallet out of your pocket. I actually have a a friend's father who was uh, pickpocketed that way on vacation. That uh, this lady was. Like oh, give me a kiss, your dear. You know, getting oh. the, the the flower garland, and yeah. she was being very huggy. And then his wallet was gone, oh. and that's how he started his vacation. And was like, wow, we should have shown wow. you a lot more film before <laughs> we let you get on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Movies
0: make us smarter.
2: Yeah, yeah. Cause I- I wouldn't know anything about pickpocketing if I didn't watch movies, <laughs> mm-hmm. movies and, and lots of like Mannix, Canon, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rockford files.
0: <laughs> Hooker. There,
1: there's actually a French, there's actually a French film called pickpocket. Ooh. That was, um, not necessarily based on this, but it's theorized that when oh, okay. Robert Brisson made it, that this was the main inspiration. Ooh. So it's interesting that that was the part that,
2: yeah, lifted and brought sure. to another
1: culture and then, you know, made into its own
2: well, story. It, it, that was probably my favorite scene was her going, okay, no, no, no. I don't care what he looked like. What was his technique? Yes. Yeah. Mo I love like, that you so have much. To, you have to tell me what he did, how he did it. Then I can tell you who it is. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's so true because everybody would have their own mm-hmm. style. Yeah. the Everybody does it a little bit differently. Yeah, and it's has a, their own- It's a
0: calling card. Cover or, yeah. you know- mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why she, and and the other thing is, if you're going to be a pickpocket, you want to be one of those, like, oh, he was kind of average height. And yeah, like, yeah, you don't want to be distinctive. No. You don't want to be Richard Woodmark.
2: No. no. <laughs> you friggin' idiot. Oh, my God, uh, That's cheekbones. why you got pinched three times, you yeah. dumbass.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need to come up with a different line of work. Uh, <laughs> tall and handsome in those cheekbones, yeah, uh, uh, not I noticeable was, at all. And I was staring at him the
2: whole time while he had his hand in my purse. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> I know who it was, officer. It was that
0: guy. <laughs> I made I made a comment when we were watching. I was yeah. like, "Does anybody think him reaching into her purse is a little um, intimate at this mm. point?" <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah. It was just
2: it was just a metaphor for what was to come. There were so many things It's like is that a metaphor? Is that a metaphor? You...
0: <laughs> Can Do you mean that a in
2: a literal sense? <laughs> I can't tell what's going on here. <laughs> so... How am I supposed to read this situation? Are you being really clever or are you just words?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is actually a really really great film. <laughs> it's it's really a lot of fun for you know for all of its flaws. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it it's just that the great stuff really is so great, it is. It is, and and it really just boils down to that scene with Thelma Ritter and her going. Just, I'm so tired, mm-hmm. and and her shaking down everybody else that she needs. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm so Good. glad. Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. So so glad though that as soon as he heard she was headed to Potter's yes. Field, yeah. he he got he, he, claimed, yeah. her. he yeah. claimed her. He claimed her because that makes... that was the the one thing she worked for. Yeah, it, that was implied. Yes. It was, she had worked for that her whole life was yeah. to not go to Potter's Field and be buried there. Yeah. So the fact that that I was really afraid that they were just going to let that go, but the very next scene he goes and gets her coffin. And I wonder too, not they, to If field. they
0: did that for more of a like, he's more redeemable than say, like that could be that it was because well, like I'm not sure an Edward him.
1: G. Robinson type would have
0: necessarily well, gone back well, and be, got her.
1: Be, uh, it it shows that he has some sort of moral code because he heard that. She died she, because she wouldn't yeah. give him she up. Yeah, she died because it, she was protecting him. I mean, they had this understanding where, you know, she would give out information against him. And it was like, eh, she was trying to make a buck. Yeah. They had, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just okay. got eat. Yeah. But, but when it really came down to nuts and bolts, she defended yeah. him and would not yeah. give mm-hmm. him up. So. Yeah. And yeah. she knew very well that, that if
2: she did give him up, he would die. And she didn't give him up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was that was really powerful. I thought that yeah. he went back for yeah. her in the yeah. end. Yeah.
1: Yeah, when we were watching it in the theater uh, at Buttonumathon, everybody was like, oh, oh... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> oh, for overclamped here. Yeah, oh Selma Ritter, we love you. Yeah, no, I was Kill I was Selma. just sitting here
2: like, oh, oh don't no. cry for the love of God, your voice will be all squeaky when you podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter how much your makeup runs; it's fine. Just just don't get squeaky voiced. Speaking no. of
0: makeup, yes. Oh, oh my goodness, how geez. much mascara did they go through? Oh my Oof.
2: goodness, they they must have like launched yeah, some, just, some makeup uh, line. Out of that.
0: I almost wonder if they did her scars <laughs> in mascara because those were dark. Yeah. yeah
2: it just, actually, her her uh, uh, da- battle damage makeup was actually really good. Yeah, it was really good. I, I, I
0: agree. I was impressed. I, was impressed, yeah. I
2: thought they were just going to do like the usual, like, oh, look, it's a black eye. And here we drew a little bit of a split at the corner of the mouth. Look, she was so injured. But. <laughs> But no, she like yeah. she had yeah the, she
0: had the, like a thing on her on yeah forehead like, and bruises. she had the the huge and it was yeah like it, and it
2: was realistic stippled yeah is that stippled? yeah yeah stippled, 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 yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So, you know looked
2: really good on black and white film yeah, yeah it was yeah. it was very like you could see it was veiny yes it, yeah. yeah yeah and and just the 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 crack on her forehead yes. was like okay yeah you can see she got beamed yeah mm-hmm. like she is she is lucky that she's not just a
1: speech slurring mess yeah mm-hmm. like, yeah.
0: not to mention gut shot although kind of kind of gloss over the gut shot like, thing.
1: Eh, it's alright you know take a couple ass when you're fine yeah, she's yeah. got a
0: corset you know <laughs> it'll hold it all in yeah, yeah,
1: everything's corseted her, her bathrobe was corseted <laughs> <laughs> maybe it had the mean, boning amazing. and that's why she survived oh, 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 maybe, maybe maybe she just I had into like a like yeah, so maybe it was like a like a Kevlar. Well, they did yeah. have no, yeah. they
0: did have steel,
2: like yeah, metal boning. Yeah, she could have oh, steel boning in yeah. that thing. It might have taken the bullet. She might just have a really wicked bruise on her ribs. Maybe. Oh, you I know? like it. Yeah, I, cool. I think that's the only way she was up and moving that quickly. <laughs> yeah, cannon. <because>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. But, I want that friggin' bathrobe. Oh my god. It had a hood. <laughs> it was a hooded, corseted bathrobe. Oh my god. I want that for the next OmegaCon. Okay. Oh, I will yeah. be the most fashionable bitch <laughs> in the <gym>. Slay. <laughs> oh, yeah. awesome.
1: awesome. Awesome. I have so, good so life You know, going back to the, the, the re- somewhat realistic bruising on Jean Peters, she's a really interesting person. Um, she only had a studio contract for like seven years. She worked for Fox. Uh she was in Viva Zapata and Niagara and only wound up with like twenty three acting credits mm. because she married Howard Hughes and became just as reclusive as he was. Oh ah, yes. So but but while she was working for the studios, she became the person where she would turn down roles if they were too femme or too sexy. Oh, really? She did not want to play that. Like off screen, she was kind of a tomboy. She would not wear makeup. Whenever she wasn't working in acting, she was going back to school and you know, studying for, wow. for like, a, 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 I think a languages degree or something like that. But eventually, 20th Century Fox figured out how to use her. And so, um, they would put her in roles like this or in, uh, roles that would require a lot of work outdoors or roles that would not be played by a bombshell. Sure. So she was she was gorgeous on screen. Um she was uh, Miss Ohio 1945, you know, right. she was damn pretty. But um she just didn't want to be seen that way and she took very inter- interesting roles like mm. this one. You know, even though, you know, as problematic as the uh character of Candy is. Right. She is Interesting. She's yeah. kind of atypical. Well, I
0: mean, she's got she's got agency to an extent. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's standing up for herself and saying like, you know, she's discovering things on her own on purpose because yeah. she knows she's she resourceful. To... Yeah, mm-hmm. and I liked that about her. I just the the whole sex angle that got yeah. laid on top of yeah. her is just kind
1: of like ugh, yeah. really really unfortunate
0: because like that's the only reason. That she kissed what's-his-face. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, they kind of were like, oh, well,
0: we're broken up, so we don't... So she didn't have, like, attachments to the bad guy. hmm So they, they got that out of the way, but I, I just would have liked it better if... You know they they had been more like oh I see you you're a you're a hustler too yeah as opposed to I'm gonna hate you and then that's gonna make you love me
1: yeah I would have preferred more tete a tete
0: yes yeah for exactly a little bit more, more foreplay not just like, charging equals. right through yeah. the yeah yeah and I mean they and they had they had the potential for that you could yeah. see it there yeah. like at least actor wise like I felt their chemistry could have easily handled that yeah
2: well and it felt like for the most part to me it was conflicting as to whether or not she was genuine in her affection. I mean, yeah. regardless of where she ends up in the end. And right. I'm, I'm actually fine with her yeah, crea- creating that together. attachment. Yeah, I don't s- suspect that relationship is long for this world. But, you know, no. tense situations create strong connections between people. So I, would, I was fine with them walking off together. But I couldn't decide throughout the film, okay, is she playing him? When she mm-hmm. says, oh, you know, I wouldn't lie to you. And is she is she playing him because she knows she can yeah, or is I mean, it that she really does immediately have these feelings and is is being genuine mm-hmm. but i kind of like that also i couldn't tell
0: yeah, yeah. that like,
2: made it a little bit more she, okay than than it being blatant and taking
0: her at face value see, she and said i wonder if she is one of those kind of mercurial people Where mm-hmm. in that moment mm-hmm. she yeah. does feel that mm-hmm. but then later she's like well well, and maybe how much of that was Jean Peters
2: being like "I uh, no, this is not going to be how that plays out. I'm going to going to be a little bit
1: more ambiguous about yeah. this. Mm-hmm. So. And, and and it's very very possible. I mean, she she lived her whole life like that. She kind of worked at being an atypical woman for the time. Mhm. It, uh, also interesting, after she uh, divorced Howard Hughes, they were married for 13 years. Oh, my wow. goodness. That's yeah. like
2: an eternity to be married to Howard Hughes. Yeah. Goodness. and For it, both of them. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I was going to say. They, they divorced in
1: 1971, which means I think that was prior to his uh, setting up camp in the Las in the Vegas hotel. casino and, uh, you know, peeing into bottles. But uh, her, her marriage settlement was like... Um, or her divorce settlement was like $71,000 a year, and, and she just gave up all claims to the estate. And she was like, ah, I'm happy with that. And then she just went back to uh, UCLA and started studying college again under her faith name. <laughs> so <laughs> Why not? Um, hey. she you know After she divorced Hughes, she got married again to a studio executive. And uh, her final appearance, she kind of went back to uh, acting a little bit. Her last appearance was on Murder, She Wrote go her and uh she passed away in 2000 Hmm. you know pretty much after murder she wrote and when she passed away her life was all working for charity that's all Oh, that's cool yeah she was just a very interesting person also interesting about the the role that gene peters was playing a lot of different actresses read for that role including marilyn monroe uh fuller liked her i could have seen that yeah yeah fuller liked her but she felt she was he felt she was too sexy and yeah, so, I can see that. Yeah, she, he kind of was like mm, maybe for a different project. Uh, Betty Grable was apparently wow. interested I- in the role, and uh, she wanted to. Can uh, she kind of like tried to leverage her way into the movie, and she also insisted on putting a, a musical number in it. Oh <laughs> lord! Okay, no. to which Fuller went. Uh, no, we're going to go in a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he, he... Fuller is known for working with uh, n- basically no-name actors. He, he, I mean, occasionally works with a, a star. Right, right. Like in the Big Big Red One, he uh, one of the main actors in the movie was uh, Lee Marvin, who was a legend by 1980. But here, you know, uh, Gene Peters wasn't a huge star. And he really liked her because when she auditioned for the role, she just kind of had that low-class kind of swagger yeah. to her. Yeah, That I, was not the voice I expected to come out of that mouth.
2: Yeah. When she started talking, it was like, oh, that's a little bit rougher yeah. than I was expecting. Yeah. Like, typical for the time, but still, I, I expected something smoother.
1: Yeah. So that was actually a really nice surprise. Yeah, she's not glossy. For as beautiful as she is, and mm-hmm. yeah, damn, that dress. Yeah. Um, she's kind of... Awkward, not maybe not awkward, but um,
0: uh, no, she's, she's not polished. This, she's like, got yeah. this humanity to yeah. her
1: that, like you know, she felt very very real. Yes,
0: yeah. yeah, because she was making mistakes, but they were mistakes that you felt were. Like regular mistakes. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't. She never made a
2: mistake where I was like, "Oh my god!" Well, that was just for the film. Nobody would do that. Yeah. When when exactly. she made a
1: mistake, it was like, "Well, yeah, I wouldn't have thought to have done that." Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Or or even if it's like, "Well, that was stupid." You feel like that's the character making that. Yes. Yeah. Rather than like a scriptwriter, a scriptwriter. Script yeah. 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 Which, by the way, uh, Sam Fuller also wrote the screenplay. Yeah, I saw so, that. Yeah.
0: He, he got credited yeah. for the yeah.
1: screenplay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and of course, going back to Thelma Ritter, uh, let's just love on Thelma Ritter. Yay! right So, she was nominated for an Oscar for this role. She did not win. She was nominated Boo. for six. I know, right? Who did she lose to? Uh, that year, 1953, Supporting Actress I'll look it up Yeah, we'll have to look that one up I don't have that one in my head But she, between 1951 and 1963 She got nominated for six Academy Awards Never won a single one Four of them were consecutive Bullshit! Jesus. I know, right? <laughs> and, and she's just brilliant Every time I see her in a movie It's like, oh, I'm so delighted I'm delighted already Just by seeing her name on something uh she started in radio. She uh her first film was Miracle on 34th Street as the exhausted shopper.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. The yeah. well, she's I think it said somebody's mom.
1: Yeah. Cuz she was she was some little boy's mom. Yeah.
0: Cuz she's the one that was like that little kid didn't speak English and then like she's like oh my god. <laughs>
1: yeah. So even though she never won an Oscar, though, she did win a Tony Award oh. in a tie with co-star Gwen Verdon. They were both in New Girl in Town in oh, nice. 1968. So they... I think it was 1968. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But they they basically both tied and they both got the award. And she passed away of a heart attack in 1968. So, mm. so yeah. she didn't have that long of a movie career,
0: okay. sadly. So she was up against Grace Kelly for Begumbo. Geraldine Page for Hondo, Marjorie Rambeau for Torch Song, and she lost to Donna Reed in From Here to Eternity. Oh. Uh, So, Mm. I mean, like, that's a tough call. Yeah. Because, I mean, Donna Reed's kind of cookie cutter, but From Here to Eternity Eternity is is pretty great.
1: Yeah. Is pretty great. So. So that's fair. Bad luck. (sighs) And also in this film, um, you know, First of all, Richard Widmark, we've already talked about him. You know, we, <laughs> Night in the City episode, listeners, go watch that. We, we've got oh, trivia oh, about him. Above but the, but that we
0: decided that. that today's actor with his cheekbones would be like Willem Dafoe.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. very Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Yeah, that'd work. Yeah. So yeah. now we need a Richard Wim, Widmark biopic starring Willem Dafoe. Ooh. <gasps> that would be kind of cool. Ooh. Yeah. I'd like that. I can like that. see that. Yeah. And also, the guy playing Joey is Richard Kylie. This is one of his early roles. He was the voice of Jurassic Park. What? Shut up. (laughs) Oh my
0: God. (laughs) I love when you find trivia. You
1: are the best at this. (laughs) Uh, So much fun. So much fun. So now we, we did spend a lot of the movie going, ah, oh, Hayes Code, Hayes Code, who act, who yeah. act. And mm-hmm. it is true, um, this movie did get a lot of interference from the Hayes office. Um, they wanted some of the interactions between um, Gene Peters and Richard Woodmark to be toned down a little. <laughs> they had to do a bunch of reshoots. But in, in terms of the US government coming in, J. Edgar Hoover came in. <laughs> And what? had lunch with Samuel Fuller and the producer, Daryl Zanuck. Just to voice his opinion that he really hated this movie. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I give Fuller credit just for pissing off Hoover. Yes. I think that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and and to Daryl Zanuck's credit, he sat there and defended
0: Fuller.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sometimes
0: yeah. Zanuck amazing. could do
1: things
0: not crappy. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. he He had his, he had his moments. He had his moments.
1: So yeah, uh, the the movie was eventually remade as the Cape Town Affair, which was in nineteen sixty seven with uh, okay. James Brolin, and had uh, actually seen that. Oh. And also, uh, the role of Tiger, the police detective, Fuller had based him on a real detective oh. that he had met, and uh, who had been suspended for six months for manhandling a suspect. <laughs> 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 So so there was some study that Fuller put in on the police procedurals, and um, he went on from here. He, he, mostly at this time, he was making war movies, you know, as a World War II journalist, World War II vet and a journalist. He was very interested in making a lot of war movies, but eventually he he occasionally veered into stuff like this. And uh in the sixties he went in to make stuff like The Naked Kiss and um uh, Shock Corridor. Okay. And okay. and in the seventies had had some, you know, kind of more like exploitation films. White Dog is probably his most notorious movie, which is um an early eighties film, 1982, where a young woman I can't remember if she's a teenager, or like in her early twenties, but she finds this white stray dog, and takes in the dog. And he's really, really sweet dog, big, sweet white mud of a dog. And you know she's working with the dog. The dog is really friendly to everybody except black people. Oh. And she takes the dog to a dog trainer and uh, a, a black dog trainer, and he he says, "Yeah, I've seen this before." It's called a white dog. Uh, supremacist groups train dogs to attack <sighs> black people. And so it's kind of, it's this drama about what do you do with this animal? Mm. And it's a very interesting film. I'd have to watch <sighs> it again. It's it's It kind of came out of the exploitation era. So it, it has kind of that sensationalistic feel in some parts. Yeah. But it, it asks some really interesting big questions. Yeah. So, but th- that was just kind of the filmmaker that Samuel F- Fuller was, you know, uh, with, the, with Shock Corridor, uh, sh- the story of Shock Corridor is uh, uh, is about a guy who basically had himself committed to an insane yep. asylum in order to study it from within and, you know, so on and so forth. So anyway, um, that's about what I had about Pickup on South Street. Did you guys have any final thoughts? We need that bathrobe. We, yeah, we yeah, really we do. do. All of us. Mm-hmm. We we should just develop a clothing line based on oh, the based films on we've the war. Watched? Yeah,
2: oh, yeah really. Really. Why is that not already a thing? Uh, probably
0: because Edith had died.
1: Oh yeah. Hmm.
0: That just made me hurt a little bit. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Edith Head is
2: no
1: more. Oh. Um. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> This is the kind of day we're having, listeners. It's kind of of a rainy day. We're all kind of sleep-deprived or otherwise health-challenged at the moment. (laughs) So, dear listeners, uh, we will leave you be for now, and we will return in a mm, couple weeks or so with an episode about... The Naked Kiss. We're going to do a Samuel Fuller twofer. So it goes a little bit out of uh, the film noir era but um, it's interesting to see where he goes. It's close enough. Also, I've never seen this one so I really (gasps) want to see it.
0: All
1: right. So dear listeners, we will uh, see you soon. I've been Melissa and I've been joined by Allie and Tanya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We we just waved at the microphone. Yeah, we did. So <laughs> this is the kind of
0: day we're having. I'll wave at you again. Yay! Bye. Because we love you. Bye, Internet. Bye. We hope you enjoy our film fixation. We'll see you next time on a noir education. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Thank you for joining us for A Real Education Noir. New episodes arrive on the 7th and 21st of every month. You can find our podcasts and social media feeds on our website at realedunoir.com. Special thanks to Tim Wick, Jeffrey Brown, and Chad Dutton for our theme music. If you like our show, you might also like our parent podcast, A Real Education, which discusses all genres of film. You can find it on the web at realedu.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time.
0: I got a polka dot job that was just made for your personality, Tiger.